I love reading romance, even with my mom. Historical, paranormal, a good rom com. We both like a grump, an alpha, and a beard. But reading with my mom, well, it gets kind of weird. I'm reading steamy scenes, getting bothered and hot. But if mom is asking, I read it for the plot. We look for swoony scenes, those moments that delight. Communication's good, and the banter's so right. So if you'd like to read along and join the group, here's a little secret I'll let you into the loop. It's just a little show that we like to dub, not your mom's romance book club. Welcome to Book Club, the chore is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? I'm Ellen. <laughs> Are you introducing yourself to me? Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. It's going good, Ellen. <laughs> good. Um, yeah, it's also going good for me. Today we are chatting about It Happened One Summer. I don't know why I've like suddenly forgotten how I do this. <laughs> Today we're chatting about It Happened One Summer by Tessa Bailey. Yes, we are. Just in case you were wondering. <laughs> but first, Mom, what have you been reading and watching? Well, reading... I had a Tessa Bailey week. Yeah, honestly, you did. I I read as was uh, recommended by someone on our free for all. I can't remember who, but um, mm. I re I read Reborn yesterday, which is a vampire book by Tessa Bailey mm-hmm. from her Phenomenal Fate series. Say that ten times fast. Phenomenal Fate. Phenomenal Fate. Phenomenal Fate. Phenomenal Fate. Um, and then I read this book. It happened one summer. Yes, you did. Um, I have been listening to a book called Space Junk, <laughs> Houston, We Have a Hottie. Oh, wow. Look at that. That's the name of the book. Um, it's by Sarah L. Hudson. It was recommended a while ago by um, listener Jess on an audiobook thread that I had started for recommendations. Um and so far, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. It's like she works at NASA, and she's really smart. And he is a guy who's trying to get away from his rich family. And he is a mechanic and fixes cars. And so he starts fixing her car. <laughs> as fate would well, have it. As fate would have it. <laughs> um, so that's what I have been listening to on top of everything else that I've been doing in my life. Um. I'll get to watching, but the main thing that I have been consuming this week is the unofficial Bridgerton musical album. Um, So you guys might have heard, like, after Bridgerton came out, there was this girl who started writing, like, what if Bridgerton were a musical? And she would just post, post these little snippets of songs to TikTok, and they went pretty viral. And so her and this other girl wrote, like, that into a full album and I mean I'm probably biased because I love Bridgerton but uh and show tunes she bops like (laughs) that that album has um some really good songs on it like they're not all winners in my book but there's a lot of them that like have been really rocking my world lately it makes me want to watch Bridgerton again yeah it does um and then I've also been watching, like, some Taskmaster New Zealand. Yeah. 
as just one does when I you need... finished all of tax taskmaster task, england yeah and um i've just been needing like brain shut off and that's a great show for that it is and it's got some it's we really like the guy in the the new zealand version who plays like the alex horn which is the will mean like sidekick guy yeah um but he's he's cute and charming sidekick not psychic yeah <laughs> they are two different things um have you been watching anything without me no oh we did start only murders in the building oh, yeah too. we did we only watched the first couple episodes yeah ellen ellen isn't as much fun as she used to be because she's got a job lame and Gee, so I'm sorry. she's gone all the time now, which makes it, it really cuts into our watching time. And That's then when she true. comes home, she's all tired and wants to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a real burden on you. Okay. Um, uh, today we're chatting about It Happened One Summer by Tessa Bailey. It is the first book in what seems like will be a duet, at least, um, called The Bellinger Sisters. Yeah, and based only on two sisters. Yeah, based on that title, I have to, unless there's like some hidden sister that pops up somewhere. <laughs> um, we have previously featured Tessa's book, Fix Her Up, on the show. And as mom said, we've both read others by Tessa Bailey. Um, so here's the back cover description for It Happened One Summer. Piper Bellinger is fashionable, influential, and her, her reputation as a wild child means the paparazzi are constantly on her heels. When too much champagne and an out-of-control rooftop party lands Piper in the slammer, her stepfather decides enough is enough, so he cuts her off and sends Piper and her sister to learn some responsibility running their late father's dive bar in Washington. Piper hasn't even been in Westport for five minutes when she meets big, bearded sea captain Brendan, who thinks she won't last a week outside of Beverly Hills. So what if Piper can't do math, and the idea of sleeping in a shabby apartment with bunk beds gives her hives? How bad could it really be? She's determined to show her stepfather and the hot, grumpy local that she's more than a pretty face. Except it's a small town, and everywhere she turns, she bumps into Brendan. The fun-loving socialite and the gruff fisherman are polar opposites, but there's an undeniable attraction simmering between them. Piper doesn't want any distractions, especially feelings for a man who sails off into the sunset for weeks at a time. Yet as she reconnects with her past and begins to feel at home in Westport, Piper starts to wonder if the cold, glamorous life she knew is what she truly wants. L.A. is calling her name, but Brendan and this town full of memories may have already caught her heart. Mom, what did you think of It Happened One Summer? Ellen, I absolutely loved 98% of this book. <laughs> yeah, that's about where I land, too. <laughs> um, I think, like, overall, I'll give it a love. Which, you know, last week I was saying I didn't know if I was capable of loving a book right now. I just didn't, you know, know if my heart was open enough to, to that, you yeah, know. So much angst in your yeah, life. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I mean, like, I was really digging on this book um, until the ending, which we're going to talk about. But even that, it's like, I don't know, I'm so used to, like, you got to come up, you, you got to be able to have that grand gesture somehow. So someone yeah. has to piss somebody off in order to have that grand gesture. Yeah. And, so, and in this case, he pissed off me. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have some beef with the ending, but 
other than that, yeah, I, I think I'll, I think I'll say I loved this book. Cause, and honestly, based on like mixed stuff that I was seeing come from the listeners and based on the fact that I am, I haven't watched Schitt's Creek. I've watched some of it, but not all of it. Um, but it, I'm not like a Schitt's Creek person necessarily. Um, I wasn't sure. Cause you know that this is kind of like inspired by Schitt's Creek. Yes. Um, so I was like, I don't know if this book is going to be for me. And so maybe like kind of going in with some lower expectations helped me to love it more. Um, but yeah, so I... Well, even starting the book, I was like, I'm not sure I'm going to like her. Yeah. But she quickly grows on me. Um, once she gets out of LA, she, she quickly redeems herself in my eyes. Yeah. So let's actually talk about her. What did you think of Piper as our heroine? Well, I didn't like her at first. Well, she was, but I think that's the whole point of the book is yeah, she's a very shallow, superficial, uh, Instagrammer, you know, Paris Hilton-esque, could we say? Yeah. Um, you know, just, she even says she's famous for nothing. Yeah, which there's a lot of people that are famous for nothing these days. Um, yeah, I really liked her, which was honestly surprising to me. And... She's very self-aware of her flaws. Yes. I was going to say, she's a little ditzy and she's high maintenance, but in a self-aware way that made her endearing. And, you know, ain't nothing wrong with wanting to have a good time every once in a while. So, like, I'll forgive her of that. But, um... And I think she was raised that way. I mean, she was raised to be kind of yeah. a spoiled brat. And that's and she that's what she was. And she never had to work for anything. And, and when she did, she rose to the occasion. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, and um, I thought that, like, given the prompt of, like, flighty, high-maintenance L.A. socialite, she, Tessa Bailey made her as endearing and likable as she possibly could have. And I was both impressed by that and, like, Oh, wow. I really, like, walked away liking a heroine that's different from a lot of our other heroines, Yeah, absolutely. And I really liked kind of the breakdown of all the negative self-talk that she had kind of developed from years of shitty boyfriends and also, like, parents who underestimate her. Yeah, her stepdad was kind of the same way. Yeah. And, I mean, he wasn't a bad guy. I think he just kind of... Well, it sounds like he was a good stepfather yeah but it just sounds like he didn't expect much from him and didn't i don't know didn't yeah i don't know that he always voiced it in the best way either yeah um so i liked that and um just kind of watching him help her kind of understand that all that stuff that people have told her is not actually who she is and Um, she's a really good person with a really good heart and, um, watching kind of her journey into realizing that she now wants more out of life and realizes that there's more things of substance that she could be pursuing, you know? And, um, yeah, I just really liked, I liked all that. And I, I, like I said, liked having a heroine that kind of fits a different mold than we well and yeah and i think she was kind of a fish out of water obviously and Mm -hmm. and um but i think she kind of owned it too it's not like she tried hard to she really tried to maintain some of her identity even in this you know 
far away place. Yeah. Like she'd still go out and wear her sequins dresses and stuff yeah. and it didn't fit in at all, but everybody was like, Oh, okay, that's Piper. That's how she is. Yeah. And um you know, she didn't even own a pair of jeans. She had to buy a pair of jeans, which is funny to me. Well and they talk about her like her, and her sparkle and yeah. um and I did like that it it wasn't a book about him trying to change her. Right. Um it was him trying to enhance the good parts about her and help her realize that some of her, you know, not that he's like belittling what she's done before, but I don't know, just helping no. her realize what she really wants out of life. Or that she like really that. has depths that she's unaware of, I yeah. think. Is the... um, so what did you think of Brendan as our hero? I really liked Brendan until I didn't, yeah. but then I did again. So, yeah. <laughs> so he's everything I love in a hero. He's a grump. He's a dirty talker and he's not, he's big, but not like in a jacked way. He's just like built. I love the description of guys who are, they're just muscular and built because they work hard. Yeah. That's a turn on for me. Yeah. I don't know. But if it's a like I've been working out at the gym kind of body, that's not as big yeah. of a turn on for me as as these guys Somebody, who just work hard. One of the listeners says that they keep they kept picturing Roy Kent. I could see that with him, and I'm like, Ooh, girl, nice. and the hairy language. chest and the beard and the yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, literally, he is everything that I like in a hero. Um, he was a bit of a dick to her in the beginning, but you know that's par for the course with a grumpy hero. Um, and there was, like, a bit insta-love, like, he falls really quickly for her, like, really quickly. Here's a thing that I, it troubles me in books. I, I don't want to say whenever, I don't want to generalize that much, but often, when we read a book where a guy was married before and his wife has passed away, so a widower, mm -hmm. it's always, they didn't have as great a relationship with the first wife. And that kind of troubles me. It's okay to be in love with one wife and to have a great wife and then to marry another wife later. Yeah. That's okay. But it seems like romance writers always need to kind of downplay the first wife in order to get us to, to be on board. It, like, the soulmates. Yeah. Of... And I, I don't know. I, I don't always love that, but. Well, and I think that it kind of, because that seems to happen a lot in historicals. Historicals. Which, that tracks, you know. Well, because their marriages were always kind of weird anyway <laughs> yeah um but this whole idea of um marrying someone for i don't know i guess it happens still today like marrying someone because it's convenient but i don't know i didn't know how i felt about that well i could kind of get it in a small town like that i mean it's not like there's a lot of yeah, you know options true. yeah um so like we've hinted at, and we're going to get to in a bit, I have a bone to pick with him about the end, but other than that, he's like perfect and my soulmate and, and where is he so I can yeah, lick his body. <laughs> and then pick the hair out of your teeth because yeah. it sounds like a hairy dude. Whatever. <laughs> um, she, however, was not, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, 
Okay, I really liked Piper and Hannah connecting to their father and, like, kind of their past, but it seems strange that they even had to do that in the first place. The whole thing with the grandma and the step- and their mother. And their mother. Their mother- mother who has, like, no role whatsoever in the book. Yeah, we don't even- well, she walks in for, like, a millisecond. She's a scene. Yeah. And then- even like later on in the book but the fact that she never talked to these girls about their father ever yeah is a little weird yeah and she obviously really loved their father yeah at one time yeah and um it just seemed weird to have never ever mentioned him and then to have find a grandma that never ever reached out to them yeah so it's like i don't blame either of them I blame the girls, no. The mom and the grandma. The grandma for... Obviously, the grandma kind of went into, like, hermit mode when son died. Um, And, like, here's the deal. People... So, I'm a grandma. Yeah. I have a granddaughter that's four years old. Yeah. We're something... I mean, heaven forbid we're something to happen to my son. Mm -hmm. There is no way on earth I would let those grandkids Mm -hmm. not know me. Yeah, I mean, you basically have grandkids that are, like, their same age as these girls were yeah. when they Seriously. left town. And um, that would destroy me along with the death, you know, yeah. or whatever. I mean, I hate to jinx anything by talking about that, but yeah. there, there's just no way that I would, that that could happen. I would never allow that to happen. Yeah, I mean, people are different and handle grief differently, but... It does seem weird that for someone who was so close to their son that she would let that kind of... That connection. Go away without a fight. I mean, like, especially I worked, like, in a law office, a family with family lawyers, and there was all sorts of people doing, like, grandparents' rights stuff all the time. And, yeah. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, I just thought that whole... I thought th- I I liked that they got the chance to do that and it was kind of sweet like watching them kind of go along that journey through the book. But the fact that they even had to do it in the first place kind of pissed me off. Yeah, <laughs> cuz I'm like, geez, these people in their life kind of suck. Um so I thought that was kind of strange, but um I didn't blame the girls. But and it that made was... for a fun story and them trying to connect with their father and their and their yeah. father's past and Yeah. Um, okay, so kind of related, but in this book, Brendan is a widower of seven years, which we mentioned. Uh, he's still wearing his wedding ring. Okay, fine. Like, that didn't ever really bother me all that much. Um, they're having a memorial for her every year. That Mm. is weird to me. Yeah. And I get that different people grieve differently. I completely can appreciate that. But to have... The whole town invited to this memorial service for their daughter. That they're doing every, every year, year. I could get for doing seven it, years. I can get doing it like the first year. Yeah. Maybe even on a smaller scale the second year. But after that, you got to let everybody move on, yeah. including yourself. I'm not mad at it in the book, though, because it, like, obviously Tessa Bailey also seems to agree with us that it's not healthy because yeah. she's got characters in the book who are like, this we need healthy. to not do. We need to <laughs> stop doing this. Um, and it obviously seemed like it was something that was perpetuated by her father, yeah. Mick, um, who, who had issues, obviously. Anyway, I yeah. Mean, he even further on in the story, he kind of yeah shows us that he still has problems with yeah. the whole 
situation. Yeah, and with um, the idea of Brendan moving, moving on. on in any way. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so I found I found that interesting. Um, and I but I did I did uh, like the idea of him feeling like you know he he didn't do right by her. In their marriage, and so he wanted to, like, somehow yeah, honor her. Um, but I was glad when Fox was like, okay, enough is enough. Like, you also need to be able to move on with your life. Yeah. And, um, I was with him on that one. Okay, so we've scooted around it enough. Let's talk about the conflict. So, um... I, my biggest problem is that it just... His... His reaction is just out of the blue and totally off character. Yeah. He's been super patient and super understanding and super kind of supportive. Well, and has been super cognizant of the fact that he's asking her to give up everything. Her entire life. Yeah. And then in this conflict, when he's like faced with the idea that she might go back to LA for a night. She's not even like saying she wants to go back. Well, it even came out of the blue. Cause she asked him, do you want to have kids someday? Yeah. Isn't that. And from that he goes to, she's going to leave me. And it's like, how does a go to B? I don't understand. And he just flies off the handle. Yeah. And like she says, and again, this is something I'm willing to forgive because, you know, and we, we, I mentioned this a lot, but like when the author seems aware that it's also ridiculous, like I'm more on board with it then than when yeah, it's not. It doesn't seem like they understand our concerns. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the fact that Piper is like, this is completely unfair. You are asking me to leave everything about myself behind. After being here for five weeks. Yeah. It's like not, is, I don't even know if it's that I think at it's that five point. weeks. Um, but, you know, you're asking me to leave behind everything about myself and come here. And I'm willing to do that. But you're mad because I still, I have an open invitation to, to a, party. a party in LA. And I might, and I have like, she's allowed to. Yeah, even if she Do flew that. home to go to the party and then came back. Yeah. Like, and and the weird thing is that previously in the book, like, his character, it would have implied that he would have been okay with that. But all of a sudden, like, he can't deal. Yeah. And so that was just a little strange and also just wildly unfair, I thought. And, um, yeah, so I don't know. It just, to me, it just seemed so out of the blue and just really inconsistent with his character. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and just really unfair. And then when it gets to the point where, you know... She's she, supposed to be at the dock. She's to supposed to be at the dock. And off. she has told him backwards and forwards, I'm going to be at that dock. So get over yourself, even though you're pissed at me and I'm pissed at you. Like, I'm going to be there because I'm, I'm in this. For the long haul. And he's like, okay, whatever. And um, and he storms off and sleeps on the boat that night before yeah. he's leaving for three days or whatever it is. Yeah. And um, 
she is unable, you knew it was coming. You knew it was going to happen. unable to show up at the boat because this little old man that she walks every day falls, um, and, falls hurts and hurts himself. So she can't leave him alone. Um, and she's unable to make it to the boat. And she's like beside herself. And he's all pissed off because she didn't come. Well, he's hurt more than anything. Whatever. <laughs> I was mad at him. <laughs> He doesn't get to be hurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's how that goes down. And then she feels hurt. And so she ends up going to the party in L.A. and realizing, spoiler alert, that... Um, she hates it. But you knew that was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I could see that one kind and of And you knew way. that the grand gesture was going to be at this over-the-top party. And him showing up. Yeah. Um... And I didn't have any problem, I didn't even have any problem with, like, the, I I was kind of mad, though, that he didn't even consider something might have happened to her, because with her swearing backwards and forwards that she was going to be there, he, he should have considered, like, maybe something happened to her. Ooh, what if something happened to her? This girl that I purportedly love, you know, like... That I fell for head over heels. Yeah. And, you know, we've been doing it every which way but Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, um. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, it, this, that whole thing just came out of the blue. And it was weird. But it resolved itself and you knew it was all going to turn out well. And, I mean, it was fine. But I just loved the book up until that. That yeah. just really was a glaring like whoa what is going on here yeah and yeah i mean like honestly for me it was kind of like a perfect book until we got to that part um because even like the things that we've talked about that i thought were kind of hinky yeah i mean they were weird human nature hinkiness you know yeah i don't know and this i guess is also that but i don't know it was just kind of disappointing because he was like i said my perfect man up yeah. until this point. <laughs> up until then. I was like, dude, chill. Um, okay, let's talk more about how he's a perfect man. Let's talk about <laughs> sex, baby. Ooh, boy. Which, Ooh, boy. Which Someone should have warned about mom friendliness. Well, we should, We knew. It was Tessa <laughs> Bailey. Um, but we've read Tessa Bailey's before that weren't. Um, she... She get, she get kinky. Okay. And maybe this... I, hate to sound super prudish, but that stuff just well, doesn't so sound sexy to me. He's and got that's... a dirty mouth in more way than one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just keeps getting dirtier, doesn't it? <laughs> he's not just a dirty talker. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I was ahead of mom. I'm always ahead of mom in these books that end wow. up being... I re- I start sooner, but she ends... She's yeah. faster reader than me. Um, so when I was getting to the part with... Uh, well, the first butt stuff is um, with the finger, which we've read yeah, that. And I, that. You know, I can get over whatever. that. That's fine. You know, people just do the old reach around and that's... <laughs> whatever. Neither you know. here nor no there. No judgment here. <laughs> um, this is definitely our first... First eating ass book, though. <laughs> um, which 
was a fun development to experience (laughs) with my mom. It was. (laughs) The little jokes she made about it were funny. Yeah, that was funny. Like the. And are we not going to talk about the finger? Yeah. <laughs> are we not going to talk <laughs> about the tongue? Are we? Yeah, that was funny. Those were funny. But, um. And it's almost like she knew she was taking it farther than, like, a lot of these kind of sweet romance books Well, do. even in the book, when she's saying, when, you know, Piper says, or someone's saying, oh, I'm, it's a different entrance. And I'm thinking, no, honey, that's not an entrance. <laughs> It's an exit. It's an exit. Not an entrance. <laughs> you've got you've got your words wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. So all of that. I want to remind you that you wanted to read romance books with me, and so here um, we are. Here Just, we are. Here we are. Here, here we are. Um, makes me feel better though about reading like a Cressley Cole or something because I'm not recalling butt stuff. <laughs> In, but I'm sure someone's going to be like, well, don't read this one then. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, shoot. Um, but, like I said. But. But. Um, like I said, I was here for him and his dirty mouth, preferably more in the one way than the other. But the dirty talking but. was working for me. He was, especially for like. It's always funny when they have these kind of quiet, stoic characters, and then you get them in the bedroom, and it's like, hey yeah, where like, is this coming from? Oh, you got all sorts of new vocab <laughs> words. Um, yeah, he was... Um, I, yeah, I liked him. Um, so what was your swooniest moment? Oh, my swooniest... Butt stuff aside. <laughs> Butt stuff So I can't pick that. Yeah, I know. That would have been nice. Um I have mine if you want me to go first. Yes, you go first. Him hiring the hardware store to pad oh, her bunk bed. Sweet. That was super sweet. Um, he did a lot of yeah. swoony things. I liked him building her. Well, we like any time a guy is oh, handy. You know what my favorite part is? Is um, where he finishes building the little patio in the, the back of her bar. And then he says, so, then he asks her out, will you have dinner with me? Oh, uh, yeah. And that was cute. Yeah, that was cute. And he's like, so does this mean that we're on? And she's like, for what? And he said, our dinner our dinner date. And she says, well, I would have gone out to dinner with you without <laughs> building the patio. He's like, yeah, but I wanted to watch you. <laughs> he said, I wanted to spend some time with you. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was cute. Yeah. Um, okay, let's hear from some of the listeners about what they thought. I should also say, because I'm like super self-conscious of it, that there's something going on with my teeth that I won't get into, <laughs> but it's making my tongue do screwy things. So if I sound like I have a lisp, it's because I'm, like, favoring my tongue right well, now. Your retainer is poking you in the tongue. Yeah, I've tongue. got a perma retainer that part of it broke off, so I've got, like, a sharp edge right on the back of my front teeth, and so, like, my tongue constantly touches it, and it's just making... I, I just hear, like, myself lisping a lot more mm. than I... You sound fine, love. Thanks, Mom. Okay. Here's Catherine. Catherine says, remember when we picked funny books to give to our friend who was in a crummy mood and needed a laugh? This is not the book for that. If you're going through a hard time, their problems become hard to care about. Obviously not to diminish their respective grief, grief, but since their character arcs aren't about the grieving process, I feel okay with my assessment of their central problems feeling silly to me at the time of reading. The whole thing with Piper not showing up at the boat is why I get paranoid about making definitive statements about the future that are out of my control. 
Yeah. If Brendan had asked what it meant if I wasn't at the dock in the morning, I would have said, it means I've been kidnapped or something and you should worry about me. Uh, the recharging station stuff is super cute. That is cute. I thought that was cute too. Overall, I think it's a book that you need to be in the right mood for. And unfortunately, I was not, which is obviously something out of Tessa Bailey's control. I will not be rereading re this one, but I'm st I'll still read Fox and Hannah's book. And I love that Piper was inspired by Alexis Rose, who was such a fun character. I didn't watch last season of Schitt's Creek because Alexis's love story ending was spoiled. And it's cool that Tessa Bailey was inspired to give her an HEA through Piper. I started and am enjoying her paranormal books. Um, those are what I'm reading. Yeah. And, uh, I'm also excited about Fox and Hannah. Yeah. And I really liked both Hannah and Fox. I liked their characters. I liked watching them kind of blossom a little mm -hmm. bit, can we say? And, um, yeah, I thought they were a cute side characters. Mm -hmm. And the plot sounds cute for their book. So I'm here for it. Um, okay. Brittany says, this was a like for me. I definitely got the simple wild vibes. Um, high maintenance girl with a boyfriend who has a dangerous job. That's a good connection. Good connection. Yes, that is true. But I don't think it had the heart that simple wild did. This was an enemies to lovers that didn't really give me enough character development before they started falling in love. Um, they did a lot of telling and not showing for the relationship when I usually prefer a bit more of a slow burn. I can definitely see where you're coming from on that one, Brittany. I'm usually like that too, I but... I would absolutely not call this a slow burn. Is no, it... she's not saying okay. that. She's saying it was a little too Well, I was just wondering... Quick for I, her. I understand that she's saying that, but I was wondering if she heard someone somewhere say it was a slow burn because no. there's no... She's just saying she generally remotely. prefers that. Um, she said they did a lot of telling and not showing for the relationship when I usually prefer more of a slow burn. However, it kept me interested and had some laugh out loud moments. Also very, very steamy. Can't wait to hear mom's take. <laughs> Wacky face. Um, <laughs> and I'll read the sequel that follows, uh, Hannah and Fox when it comes out. Um, yes. Very steamy. Especially like we've been talking about how we haven't had like a super steamy one. Yeah, in well, a while. we've been having a lot of closed door ones, and now yeah. all of a sudden it's like bam, right into the deep end of the pool. Yep, for sure. Um, Cassie says, I loved this book so much. I wasn't sure about Piper at first, but she really grew on me. I loved that her desire for Instagram fame dwindled on its own, and she didn't have to change her personality or her interests to fit in. This book was very reminiscent of The Simple Wild, but the most positive difference I noted was that Brendan loved Piper exactly as she was and didn't want to change her. The humor in this book worked for me and I think I actually blushed during a couple of the spicy scenes. <laughs> Brendan knows how to dirty talk. Overall, this book was a winner for me and it was a great way to end the summer. Yeah, I wanted to get this one in before we were like I'm pretty sure out of summer. Tessa Bailey got our um like uh, dirtiest book or whatever yeah, we the, call it. like most awkward to read with mom um, there you go aka the hottest so she might get that again this year yeah <laughs> in strong contention yeah well i think the roommate got it last year and then fix her up was the year before that i think was how it was i think you're right um Andrea says, overall liked the book, but loved Brendan's dirty talk. I personally didn't love Piper and almost put the book down entirely when she mentioned recharging station. Very cringy for me. So, there differing opinions on Different the opinions. charging station. Um, 
Laura says, this wasn't the book for me. I didn't feel the chemistry between Piper and Brendan and overall was meh. Well, however, I'll give the next book a try as Hannah and Fox's story was what I enjoyed the most. Yeah. Hannah's like a much more palatable heroine. Absolutely. Um, so that'll be interesting. But I did, you know, with that said, because she was, that she was a sweeter form, I think. Yeah. But I think that Piper... I mean, we keep Piper's talk- definitely more bubbly. Yeah, but we talk about Piper growing, and I don't think that she grew so much and changed so much as just kind of discovered herself more so, if well, that's fair to say. grew up a bit. Yeah, I mean, like- yeah. But like I was saying before, I don't think anyone's ever asked anything of her before. And yeah. so finally, when she had the opportunity to kind of shine for herself, she stepped up to the plate and did a great job. Yeah. Um, Maida says, I really enjoyed this book. It was a fun, albeit unrealistic story. And I'll definitely read the next one. Tessa Bailey heroes do get intense kind of quick though. That's a good point. Uh, there were also a few loose ends like their mom and stepdad not seeing what they did with the bar. So maybe that'll be addressed. Yeah, that's a good point. Like maybe in Hannah's book, we'll see kind of like mom come, I don't know, like step up to the plate a bit in like being close to her daughters and like being with them through this process of getting to know their father. Yeah, it was weird. It was, it was just all kind of a weird dynamic, but you know, yeah, it would be nice to see her mom come back to town and kind of face some of these demons in her life. Yeah. Um, Christina says, I really liked this book. The timing on some stuff fell off and I wasn't sure that the sexy time scenes totally matched the characters, though they were hot, but I love the banter and Piper's journey. Brendan was also a great grumpy hero type. Yeah, he was. Not quite a love due to the issues above, but definitely liked it a lot. Um, It's funny that nobody's even mentioned the ending, and that was, like, what pissed us off the most. Um, Georgina says, I was surprised, but I really liked this one. Kind of me, too. Um, I hadn't seen Shoots Creek before, and I was afraid I wouldn't like the main character. However, Tessa did not disappoint. I liked Piper. I love when we get unapologetic unapologetic feminine heroines and their personal journey does not have to do with them changing their ways. Uh, Brendan is Bailey's signature dirty talking, uh, loving alpha hero. And I loved him. I mean, who doesn't want a sexy sailor who loves you for who you are and enjoys taking you shopping? I thought it had good pacing and I actually liked the transition from enemies to lovers, even if it felt a little abrupt. I loved the moments between them together and how much they thought about each other when they were apart. Brendan's Instagram initiation scene had me laughing so hard. Yeah, that was a really... That was funny. That was a really good one. And all the guys... like, you can't like her and you can't follow her. (laughs) And have her be, like, the only person you're following. Um, She'll know. And I loved them taking the picture. uh, And I think that might be what she's talking about. Where um, she's like, you have to take your shirt off, too. It's, like, rite of passage. Like, (laughs) all that was funny. Um, She... Georgina continues. Um, oh, wait, where is she? Shoot, I lost her. Hold on. She says, I loved... Oh, the only thing that keeps this book from being a love for me was the ending. Here we go, Georgina. Thank you. I did feel it was a bit overdramatic. If people enjoyed this one, I would recommend Bailey's Runaway Girl, which has similar character dynamics. So there you go. I also was irritated that 
Piper ran off as quickly as she did. I mean, just, you know, like an hour after they opened the bar. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed in Hannah for, like... Yeah, for pushing her, you know, go. And it's like, Hannah, that's is that the best advice you got? Yeah. But, um, but, and that irritated me, but not even a tenth as much as his reaction Mm -hmm. irritated me. So, he's the bad guy for me. Yeah. Um, Ava says, this was a meh for me. The first Tessa Bailey book I tried to read, I had to DNF. So I was very wary going in. But since it received such positive reviews from many of my go-to reviewers, so I wanted to give it a fair shot. I finished it. Yay, progress. Um, Also, I've never seen Schitt's Creek, so maybe that would have helped me feel warmer towards this book. I'd be interested because it seems like a lot of the people that, like, loved it don't have... An affinity for Schitt's Creek. I've so never watched Schitt's I'd be Creek. interested if there was, like, correlation between people who liked it and haven't seen Schitt's Creek and vice versa or whatever. But, um, anyway. Ava continues. I agree with several above comments. I struggled to care about Piper and it didn't have the heart of the simple wild. I rooted for Kala. I just couldn't for Piper. She was too immature. I initially liked Brendan, but then his obsessive love for her didn't really feel healthy. Also, this is probably just me, but I find that... Uh, Tessa Bailey's sexy times are written from the male POV, regardless of character, and it just irks me. It's a turnoff because I like to get absorbed in a good book and not realize I'm reading. I don't want to cringe at words to the point that I have to skip portions. Brittany's comment about it being more telling than showing of their relationship uh, may be the issue, too. Finally, I'm thinking Tessa Bailey just isn't for me, but I'm planning to give Hannah's book a shot. Yeah. I mean, she is a particular flavor. Yeah. To be sure. Um, Heather says, I'll start with, I'm a huge fan of Tessa Bailey. I know she based Piper off of Alexa Rose from Schitt's Creek, which is one of my favorite shows. With that, I was really looking forward to reading. This was a DNF for me. Wow. So I wonder if there's correlation there. I don't think it was a DNF because of Tessa's writing at all. It seemed to me that I had to be in the right kind of mood for it. And I just wasn't there. I think I'll try to finish after I listen to the podcast episode. Yeah. Well, this is definitely like a polarizing book, though, in terms of listener feedback. So and do I don't with that. know how this plays into it, but having been in a relationship where I have had to send someone off, yeah, to dangerous locations. Um, I mean, probably, you know, the crab guy is uh, <laughs> more dangerous. Maybe I don't know. Than, I don't know. Than what you know, going to war. I don't know. <laughs> well, the thing with dad was that, like, you didn't even always know if he was going, like, because he couldn't tell you. There were, yeah, many times that he went away and I didn't know where he was or what was going on. And um, especially during the Gulf Wars, both of them. But um, so, you know, keeping the home fires burning is, it does take a certain kind of person to do that. But I have never in my life ever had someone say, you need to be tougher. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't know that the way the women were treating her was fair. And I don't know if they were treating her that way because she was kind of an outsider or what the deal. Because they didn't seem like bad people. So I, I didn't. I think it's kind of like a thing where that's just their way of life. So they don't even think about people having like a different perspective. So, yeah. So well, I think it's kind of. Because I've had many people come and talk to me because they were getting ready to marry someone in the military or getting ready to go into the military and, you know, asking me my thoughts on all of that. And, you know, my answer is always, 
how do you want me to swing it? Because I can swing it either way. It's got its good points. It's got its bad points. Um, but one of the, the hard things is it's hard to be home alone as much as you are. And, um, Especially with little kids. And with little kids. Like and not knowing where they're going or when they're going to be, go- you know, be back. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a tough lifestyle. And it's not for everybody. Yeah. So. Um, Rhea says, Tessa Bailey's books are definitely a go-to for a certain mood for me. This one delivered what she usually delivers. Human, humor, tension, and a ton of A-plus dirty talk. I was happy with it. <laughs> um, Victoria says, overall, I liked this book. It was an easy read and it had its fun moments. I have to admit that I'm not a fan of dirty talk her- heroes. Sorry, Ellen. Please don't hate me. Girl, you know, like, listen, I'll take all the dirty talkers. <laughs> you take all the... <laughs> Less dirty talkers. <laughs> we'll just divide and conquer. Um, but somehow it works in Tessa Bailey's books. While I found it a big, a bit cringy in the last book we read, um, I found that the conflict was wrapped up a bit too fast. And with not so much happening other than the characters changing their minds and psychoanalyzing themselves over and over again. Someone else said it right. A lot of telling and not so much showing. I would still read the next book, though. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that one. Uh, Kayla says, I feel like one of the odd ones out, but, uh, by saying, I absolutely love this book. I'm a big fan of a grumpy bearded man. So Brendan's character really hit it, um, hit home for me. I can see where everyone is coming from with their opinions of Piper's character, but I'm a huge fan of Schitt's Creek. So I knew going into this read what she would be like. I think that probably helped my view of her. I love the book so much and immediately went to the top of my list of books. I forced my roommate to read. So I'm genuinely shocked. Not as many people enjoyed it as much as I did. Um... Yeah, this one, it is kind of surprising that this one is seemingly so polarizing. Is it really being, saying that it's a enemies to lovers book? Because I didn't think the enemy part was long enough I mean, for it to be an I mean, if you, were to categorize, if you were to categorize it as anything, I guess it would sort of be that. I guess more than friends to lovers, but yeah, it's more of a, I didn't I mean, like you the first time I saw you to lovers. Yeah, <laughs> enemies is... That, that usually implies that there's more, like, history there of why they are Well, enemies. even, like, when he sees her in the grocery store the day after she arrives, he's, he's pretty like, friendly with her. Yeah. I mean, he's not, like, hostile to her or anything. I did like when um, she's like, if you want to be a good representation of this town that you love so much, you should try being nicer to people. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I like her calling him out on yeah. that kind of stuff. Deanna says, I thought it was cute and Funny, but not a love for me. I could definitely see Alexis Rose and Piper, but I found her pretty annoying and unrelatable. Brendan was great, but their personalities were so opposite each other. I had a very hard time understanding what he saw in Piper. Too much insta-love for me. That being said, I'm definitely excited to read the next book about Fox and Hannah. Uh, Raquel says, I like this book a lot. It was cute and fun read. It consistently delivered on what I've come to expect from a Tessa Bailey book. I agree with other listeners on how you need to be in the right mood for a specific book. After last week's slow burn torture, it was nice to read something fast paced, shorter chapters, definitely steamier. Heck, even the insta love lust was okay by me. I never thought this book was an enemies to lovers. I'm following mom's lead and not reading back book cover descriptions that much anymore it's hands down and opposites attract trope yeah i think it would i, mean, I would say that more appropriate. good call <laughs> um i might be in the minority here but i didn't find Shit's creek funny dnf season two don't hate me um raquel that's honestly i think where i am as well and i just haven't ever i don't know i and everybody says i need to keep watching but 
for how how much longer? How long? I mean, if you're a season and a half in, it should be yeah ingrained by then. Anyway, Raquel continues. So I was afraid I wouldn't like Piper as a character. However, I liked Alexis and the or, yeah, I liked Alexis Piper and the bearded guy who oh Alexis in the show. Yes. However, I liked Alexis and the bearded guy whose name I can't recall as an inspiration. I think his name is Mud. Don't quote me on that and was happy to discover Piper and Brendan had more depth to them as many of you uh I'm looking forward to Hannah and Fox's story TMI but I kept picturing Brett Goldstein aka Roy Kent as Brendan Ted Lasso has ruined me um, <laughs> listen I will happily picture him for any romance yeah hero. and I love being ruined that way so. yeah ruin me Roy ruin Kent ruin me Roy Kent <laughs> Jennifer says, I loved it too. I haven't seen Schitt's Creek. I know, I know. But I'm comparing Piper to Keely from Ted Lasso. That's a good there, one. That is a good one. And I kind and of... And she's even an Instagrammer. Yeah, and I kind of got Keely and Roy vibes from the book and enjoyed that. There were several times Piper remarked upon Brendan being a man, not a boy. And I remember R- Roy's fantastic line. I'm a grown man, not a baby child. Grr. Um, <laughs> I think Piper and Brendan both had a lot of emotional growth. And I enjoy the scenes where they talked and opened up to each other, like after the memorial party for Brendan's long-deceased wife. I don't think it was insta-love in a bad sense. Yes, he fell for her quickly, but he took the time to reflect on how judgmental he'd been at first and to really see the good attributes in her, and I loved that. I thought they had pretty good communication for most of the book and were increasingly vulnerable with each other. I loved his acts of service with her, sending Abe to fix her bunk bed, building the patio for the bar, and everything with Instagram was hilarious. I'm sure someone else has written a a feminist treatise on the concept of quote-unquote high maintenance, but I think Tessa Bailey does a a fascinating job of unpacking that and how Brendan reacts to it with kind of an unconditional acceptance of who she is. I love his speech to her at the end about how she was right to keep herself safe and how no one should tell her what the proper emotional reaction to anything should be, i.e. the woman who told her fisherman spouses had to be tough. So I thought this had some great emotional insights, funny moments, swoony moments, and sexy times. I also liked the book because of the Pacific Northwest setting. I live in Seattle. I didn't like the, wow, my boyfriend is rich after all. A little too fairy tale perfect for me. Yeah. That's just typical romance novel. Yeah. They always have to be rich. Also, I wasn't sure, like, how rich, like, when he said how much he makes each time, I'm like, yeah, but he's splitting that, like, with all the other guys. Yeah. And he also has to pay for his boat. And he has to pay for, you know. And that's like his big thing of the year, right? Yeah. So. Well, they get his other fishing trips. He would have gotten money. But there's a lot of overhead with everything that's going on. Yeah. Plus, he's buying more boats. Plus, he's got a... So, yeah, don't just go spending all his money, Piper. Jeez. Well, I just wasn't sure. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I think he lives well. But I wasn't sure how much that actually, like, worked out to be. Anyway, um, Jess says, I loved this book. It was the perfect summer read for me and had all the hallmarks of a great Tessa book. Humor, heart, heat, and some A-plus dirty talk and swoony moments. I personally loved Schitt's Creek, so I liked the Alexis-inspired Piper and her journey to be her authentic self. Other than that, I don't think I have much more to add that than others who loved the book haven't mentioned. I'm eagerly awaiting Fox and Hannah's friends to lovers story. 
Um, Aida says, I love this book. I read it when it was released and it was exactly what I needed. I loved the growth that Piper had through the book. It was great that she found her own place in the town, regardless of the general opinion of her. I found it so hard for her when the bar opening didn't go as planned and that her mother and stepfather were so dismissive of her attempts at making it work. It was great fun though. Yeah. I, but I do, you know, when no one showed up at her bar, when that opening, grand opening happened and no one was there, I knew it was because there was something wrong yeah. at, at, at out in the water. Yeah. And I didn't know if it was necessarily going to be their boat, but, you know, it, their boat was delayed. But that kind of stuff kind of brings a town, I don't want to say to its knees, but, you know, it's a concern. Um, pause. Yeah. Yeah. They all pause, take a breath yeah. to see what's going on. Yeah. Um, Juliet says, I quite liked this book. I decided to read it earlier this summer after really enjoying her Hot and Hammered series. Yes, this is a Travis fan account. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Her books are consistently fun, bantery, and a little sexy and a lot adorable. Brendan has unlocked a new type for me. Hot, bearded, grumpy fisherman. Yeah. Y'all know we love a good grumpy hero. Yes, we do, Juliet. A uh, big swoony moment when he built her a gondola all week, uh, to get up or gazebo would that be all week to get up the nerve to ask her out and just generally being super considerate i guess it would pergola pergola that's what the word was um i was really scared i wouldn't like piper just based on the back cover description and the stereotypes i expected but i ended up really uh liking how piper was out of her element and awkward at times but was genuinely kind cared so much for others it was fun to watch her grow throughout the book ultimately this one was a really like rather than a love for me, not really sure why, but it was missing that last little bit. Um, yeah, I get that. I don't know why, like, I'm forgiving of this book and giving it a love, but I think it's because I genuinely... Well, like I said, I loved all of it except yeah. that chapter Less. or two yeah. <laughs> where he's being an idiot. Yeah. Finally, Bethany says, okay, hoping I can slide in here before the podcast goes out. Girl, you can always wait till last minute. <laughs> it's like 10 o'clock on Sunday night right now. Yeah, that's how we work. Uh, she says, anyways, I really liked this book. It was exactly what I needed after my recent Bill Bryson binge. Uh, it was lighthearted with some swooniness, swooniness mixed with laugh out loud moments. I really enjoyed both characters and I surprisingly enjoyed the setting. Usually when the location and characters hit too close to home, it's a bit of a no for me. All I notice is how the author is so not from... Uh, Pacific Northwest. I about threw my book across my dorm while reading Twilight eons ago. <laughs> also, can I just say how great she is at budgeting? I mean, I toil in middle-class purgatory every day, not used to extravagant things, and I still can't stick to a budget. I just thought it was funny that there wasn't more mits mishaps with habits to be broken. Yeah. Oh, and lastly, while I already said both characters were great, I really did enjoy Piper. She was a bit of a fresh breeze, being unapologetically high maintenance. Most heroines tend to skew, skew not like other girls, quote unquote. Um, yeah, that's, I agree. And I think that's why I was nervous going in, but walked away, like, being pleasantly surprised at the representation of a high maintenance girl who's fine with being high maintenance. Yeah. Because there's just some people that just have that in their DNA. Well, and I don't think she was as high maintenance as... Because even when he tried, like, spending money on her and getting her to the hotels and taking her shopping, and she's like, you don't have to do this. I don't need well, this from you. Yeah, and she... I mean, she did a lot better in that 
kind of dingy apartment than yeah i would have lasted about 10 minutes <laughs> yeah it's true maybe mom's high maintenance yeah mom is kind i of am kind of <laughs> um mom's more i you're definitely more high, high maintenance well than i me. was less high maintenance when i was younger can i say that because i'm just like i'm to the age where i refuse to sleep on the ground anymore ever yeah and uh you know in your showers these, and yeah i do want i like my showers yeah um, yeah. um, any final thoughts on this book? Um, no, I did really, 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 really like it, except, is that fair to say? I loved it, except the yeah. ending. That one little tiny bit. And I also understand, I mean, like, a lot of people's problems with the book who didn't like it, I totally understand and, like, recognize where you're coming from. I guess just for me, I was in a forgiving mood this week, for whatever reason. I, Yeah. I don't know, Ellen, why? It's, it's probably because I'm dealing with five-year-olds all day now, and it's just like, listen, you guys are being more rational than these people that I deal with all day. <laughs> the five-year-olds. Wow, like, that's high. That's a high praise. High bar. <laughs> yeah. So the five-year-olds are lowering my... It's like, well, you guys have better communication than these guys <laughs> who just come to me and say... Uh, Miss Lloyd, he's doing this and this and doing this and this. And it's like, okay, did you use your words? <laughs> no. Okay. All right, I'll go, go try talk that. to him. No, you tell them to go work it out. Yeah, I know. That's true. That's, we do usually do that. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's, that's, I, um, yeah, I think I'm still going to say I, yeah. I, I So our glowing recommendation is they're better than five-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> so do with that what you will. <laughs> no, I, I really loved it. I enjoyed Reading the whole thing, just that one part yeah, irritated me. Okay, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on It Happened One Summer by Tessa Bailey. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to just a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On October 4th, we'll be chatting about Dial A for Aunties by Jesse Q. Sutano. Uh, remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome, Ellen. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.